This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to episode 52 of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. And all I have to say is Mando. Yeah, that's right. Mando is back. We are talking Mandalorian season two, chapter nine today. We're going to be giving our review on the Marshall. We're also going to be bringing you some Star Wars news, of course, as always, and a look at some of the spooky moments from Star Wars given the Halloween holiday. Yes. So how are you today, Adam? I'm doing all right. Josh, it's it's uncouth to talk business. Enjoy. Let's is. enjoy the entertainment. We need to enjoy the entertainment. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> so what have you been up to this week? I re-listened to Aftermath, and we're going to, this is kind of a, it's a little bit of a funny story, but I'm going to have to split it in two parts. So, um... I re-listened to Aftermath. It's like, I've read it once, and I think I've listened to it at least like two or three times now, and uh, it, it sparked an idea for a new blog post, so I like I was, I was reading it and paying very close attention to interludes and things like that, uh, because I feel like a lot of those interludes were lead-ins to things that never happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I was paying really close attention to those, picking out some things, you know, like Acolytes of the Beyond and you know, Ankle Biter Brigade, cool things like that. And I had this blog post all ready to go, but then something happened and uh, it, you'll have to tune in a little bit later in the show uh, to our Mandalorian chat to see why that was bad <laughs> yes because that will be you know i think we'll talk in general how we felt about the episode first but then we will be digging into some spoilers um in our review of episode of chapter nine um which i'm very excited lots of things to talk about when it comes to the mandalorian and um you know speaking of the mandalorian that's pretty much what i've been up to this week just kind of rewatching mm-hmm. season one and i was forcing Brittany to you know watch the first few episodes with me just so we had a a refresher and just to build the excitement. And I would kind of, I watched the, like the Mando Monday. Um, It was Mm -hmm. kind of like a 30 minute special that was on YouTube um, and just some stuff like that to kind of build the excitement. Indeed. But, Uh, and I'd be a bad host if I didn't mention that I was also watching Mando this week with uh, our discord server and watch parties. And we watched one a night up through Thursday night. And we had a blast with that. There was there was a, a few uh, returning viewers every night. Uh, Nicole and Drew uh, were hanging out with us every night. That was awesome. Uh, we also had Yeti cast from YouTube uh, stop in and Cam Ray. And I know you were there at least the first night. Yeah, I was there the first night, yeah. Yeah. And uh, if I'm missing anybody else, I apologize. I feel like I'm missing someone. Uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yes, indeed. I'm glad we had that. That was very cool. And uh, at the end of the show, we're going to talk because I, I think we're going to keep that up. And uh, yeah. we came up with a little idea uh, while we were watching uh, after we watched uh, one of the episodes. Uh, so uh, stay tuned in the show. And we'll talk a little bit about 
what we're going to do with watch parties. I am excited to hear this idea because I, 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 I forgot to tell you I'm hearing of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, podcast partner. You're welcome. No, I'll, I'll just be as excited as everybody else listening. We also had a poll this week um, that tied back into, I always like to tie into our previous episode with the weekly poll if I can. And we kind of asked the question, which of these is your favorite sequel trilogy documentary? Because with our Thank the, Mir- Thank the Maker series, we really got into those uh, documentaries, Secrets of the Force Awakens, The Director and the Jedi, and The Skywalker Legacy. And coming in at 10.5% of the vote was Secrets of the Force Awakens. 15.8% of the vote was the Skywalker Legacy documentary, which went along with Rise of Skywalker. And then winning the vote was 73.7% was the director and the Jedi. Um, of course, we did have a limited pool of votes. You know, we had 19 votes, but um, take that, you know, um, just with for whatever it is. But I have to agree with the results of this poll because I love the director and the Jedi, and, and that's where my vote went. Um, but the other ones are awesome as well so yeah indeed uh i'm gonna catch a little flack for this but the one i was i was blanking on that joined us for watch parties was charles from conversations so oh okay yeah yeah you <laughs> sorry can't forget charles about, can't forget about charles <laughs> love you charles <laughs> <laughs> all right so those were our poll results and i think we're ready to jump into the new segment You want the bad news or the really bad news? So first up in the news this week, coming from StarWars.com itself, um, we had the launch of Mando Mondays this past Monday. And like I mentioned earlier, um, it was was about a 30-minute kind of Mando Monday special. They had some cast interviews. Um, One thing that really stood out to me was Giancarlo Esposito's interview. I just think that he is filled with so much excitement for Star Wars and being a part of the Mandalorian, being that villain, Moff Gideon, wielding the dark saber. I I mean, I I think he you could just tell that he is so excited about this. Um, I don't know that I expected that out of him, out of Giancarlo. I I don't know why. Uh, It just kind of figured he was kind of, you know, he was hired for this role and he was going to approach it, but he seems like super excited about everything he's doing here. Yeah. So it's sure. really, it's really fun to to hear him talk in the interviews because he's just like all jazzed about, you know, being Gideon and, you know, being that bad guy. So it's a lot of fun. He's giddy about being Gideon. I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. If you will. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will. Mm-hmm. You will. I'm glad that you will. Um, <laughs> We're not proposing to each other, are we? Right I wasn't now? trying to, no. Okay, just checking. I don't <laughs> want to commit I'm, to I'm anything. I'm married, Josh. <laughs> Sorry. Keep forgetting. Um, so we also, oh. along with, of course, all the merchandise reveals that we got, a lot of awesome stuff in there. I don't know if anything stood out to you as far as the uh, merchandise yeah. goes. <laughs> there was a little bit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I loved the the baby Yoda child waffle maker for some reason. I thought yeah, that there's was that. There's the toaster. Do uh, you remember mm-hmm. a few weeks ago in the show you asked about that Razor Crest I, I showed you, yeah. and it was not painted. I wanted well, to see the painted, painted version. Painted. Now <laughs> I got what I asked for. <sighs> that thing, that thing is something else, though. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of needed a cigarette after I watched that. I don't smoke, <laughs> but I might have had to start. I, can't blame you there. I mean, it was, thing was impressive. The detail, yeah, the, yeah. all I was expecting you know, some paint, but man, 
man, it I mean, was like next level. There's a weapons level. locker in there. There's mm-hmm. like the um, all painted, hundred percent. It just looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And that, of course, includes the Mandalorian figure as well as the child in there as well. And yep, you even have um, the carbonite uh, freezing chamber and, mm-hmm. and a few of the carbonite slabs that you know some victims of of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm well, pretty sure so. that's included. And I think that goal was met. And that was a backer mm-hmm. goal. I'm pretty sure they met that. They're like thirteen thousand backers now. It's insane. Yeah, it is. Good, good. It's good. And yeah. it's insane in a good way, like off the hook, as the kids say. That's right. Do they say that? Um, I don't think they still say that. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> say like You work insane, in a school. I don't know. Insane in the membrane or insane in the brain, but I think that's old too. Yeah, I think that's old. But anyway, we're old, so it makes sense. <laughs> um, so yeah, check out we Mando Monday. It was the com. It was the bomb.com. Yeah. I don't know what it is now. <laughs> um but yeah, so check out Mando Monday's launch on YouTube, and then each Monday they'll reveal something more. Yeah, um, we got some new also, black series. I'm hoping for black series like every yeah. every week because there were some pretty yeah, cool black, black series stuff. last week too. Yeah. It's fantastic. I don't have that much money, um, but <laughs> no, but it's, you know, it's at the very least fun to look at. Mm-hmm. And uh, also on YouTube this week, we had the return of the Star Wars show for this month. I always love seeing Andy and Anthony. I, I, and, I, and they also, you know, led the Mando, Mando Monday thing as well. And I, I just think that they're so good together and they're so good at kind of conducting these shows and, and everything about Star Wars. And the Star Wars show showed a Mando season one recap. And I thought this recap video that they showed like the whole thing, I think, um, on the Star Wars show. And that recap, I just thought was really well done. I think it was a great recap of season one. And then we also got to see a new Galaxy Adventure short featuring Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, which got me even more excited about the Obi-Wan series that's coming down the line. And also, they showed their own scary moments from Star Wars, which I think they, again, stole our idea. But It happens all the time. It happens a lot. (laughs) Um, No idea. But yeah, so that was the Star Wars show for this month. And we also have some game news as well. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons um, is getting Mando-themed goodies. And I think that was also featured um, in the Star Wars show as well, was just... Or it could have been. I think it was, it was in Mando like, Mondays. If maybe I, Mando Monday, yeah. something like that. It was um, definitely but, Mando but Monday because I didn't watch the Star Wars show. So if I saw it, it had to be Mando Mondays. Right. So you can sort of decorate your. I don't know what to call it. Like in the cockpit. ship, like your your cockpit. I was going to say like dashboard, but I don't think that's a that's a thing in a, in a ship. Maybe. Um, but you there know, you, now. you can. Right. Um, but yeah, there's different things that you can decorate with. You, there's like an IG-11 figure that you can put in your cockpit or like, of course, like the child and, and everything. Um, so pretty cool stuff. And yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool that they're bringing these things together. Like they're tying in um, the Mandalorian into squadrons. And we're going to talk about more tie-ins later when it comes to the Mandalorian. Um, and then we also have from the Hollywood reporter, this uh, report of the star Wars VR. um, Is it tales from galaxy's edge? Yes. I believe that's the one 
there's going to be some overlap with the High Republic era because mm. you can actually travel back in time to the High Republic era and train under Yoda um, yeah. in the, in this VR game. So, man, my only problem cool. is I can't figure out which kidney I can sell to pay for a VR system. Yeah, you're definitely going to have to sell one of them. Yeah. Um, How much is a kidney yeah. worth? You think it'll buy a VR system? It should. I don't know. Okay. All right. I haven't checked lately, but you know. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. What did you think about this, Adam? What did you think about these these kind of games overlapping a little bit with oh, that's cool. other Star I mean, Wars? Stuff? I mean the squad I, I I gotta be honest, I still haven't booted up squadrons. I bought it like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, started. I played like two missions. I still need to okay. I gotta get used to the controls. And now that I have more free time because cross country ended, I should be able to play more. Yeah. Uh so I mean that's cool. Decorating you know, just those little um what do they call those in the document? Greebles? Is that what they call it? <laughs> it's just kind I of Star forget. Wars thing. I think it's Greebles. Uh stuff yeah, that they use on sets just makes things look more Star Wars. Uh so mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's cool. You get to decorate your cockpit that way, and then Tales from Galaxy's Edge with Yoda. Um then it just wants me makes me want to buy a VR system and that's not a good thing. <laughs> For sure. Yes, that this would be the High Republic Yoda. And I think Frank yeah, Oz even yeah. lended his his voice or expertise or both um mm-hmm. for that as well. So awesome stuff. Um we also have some book news uh and comics. And speaking of our, our Halloween episode today and spooky stuff, we have Shadow of Vader's Castle. Uh, exclusive preview on starwars.com um which is kind of it sort of feels like a halloween story you know what i mean like yeah it really does castle um yeah so any thoughts about that one adam yeah i mean look the art looks cool this is the star wars adventures from idw it's the little it's the uh uh the one that's aimed at you know the younger audience but there's some you know pretty uh pretty spooky looking stuff in here Mm -hmm. uh just kind of scrolling through the the art on starwars.com uh it's pretty cool yeah one of the descriptions here says that a young mustafarian learns that a jedi has come to his home world and hopes to finally see one of the legendary heroes with his own eyes but the man he finds is no guardian of peace and justice it does say writer that Ka- and the writer is Kevin scott yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you, you, because you are our, you know, resident Thrawn expert. No, uh, um, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, <laughs> I like Thrawn a lot. <laughs> you want to talk uh, about Thrawn? Yeah. So Grand Admiral Thrawn's 30th birthday is next year. And along with that, we're celebrating, uh, Star Wars is celebrating you know, along with Del Rey and uh, a few others. Um, Thrawn's 30th birthday. So next year uh, in May, we'll be getting the next entry in the new Thrawn trilogy from Timothy Zahn. Uh, That book got a cover uh, reveal and a name uh, that is Thrawn Ascendancy Greater Good. And that will drop on Star Wars Day next year, May 4th, 2021. Uh, So uh, looking forward to that. The first book was really cool. Uh, There's also 
a description that dropped with that, and I'll go ahead and read that. Thrawn's latest triumph still rests newly on his shoulders, despite leading the chist of victory and bringing glory to the house of myth. The true threat to the ascendancy has not yet been extinguished. Their foes do not send threats or ultimatums or mass ships on the edge of the chaos. Their weapons come cloaked in smiles and generosity. Gifts offered freely, services granted unconditionally. Across the ascendancy, seemingly inconsequential events could herald the doom of the Chiss, as Thrawn and the expansionary defense fleet rally to uncover the enemy plot. They discover a chilling truth. Rather than invade Chiss capitals or pillage resources, this mysterious enemy strikes at the very foundation of the ascendancy by widening the rifts between the nine ruling families and forty great houses below. As rivalry and suspicion sow discord among allies, each warrior must decide what matters most, the security of their family or the survival of the Ascendancy itself. So that sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I'm very excited for that. Uh, along with that, Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising is getting a beautiful new uh, limited edition release of that book. The new book comes encased in a foil-stamped slipcase, and it's printed with a piece of uh, Chiss iconography. It's also signed by Timothy Zahn himself. Uh, the It includes the, uh, the special uh, blue stained pages and blue accents throughout the novel. And that uh, is going to run you $150, but there's only 750 of those being made. Uh, so that's a pretty cool little collector's edition there. And last but not least, uh, for $30, if that's a little too much out of your price range, uh, there will also be uh, partnering with Out of Print, and they'll be releasing a new T-shirt uh, featuring art from Heir to the Empire, the cover of Heir to the Empire, the original Thrawn novel by Timothy Zond. So that is the Thrawn birthday bash, I guess. Fantastic. I still need to dive into Thrawn. I, I, I will eventually. Um, but now I think it is time, in the moment that we've been waiting for, to dive back into the Mandalorian, the, the return of the Mandalorian, Chapter 9. Ah, Mando! <laughs> So, Adam, I thought first we could talk about just some non-spoiler reactions to the, this episode. Um, so, yeah. what were your overall thoughts about Chapter uh, 9? I had a lot of fun with this one. I have a minor nitpick, tiny little minor nitpick, and then the rest of it I loved. Uh, it was just so much fun. Looked beautiful. Uh, performances were great. Again, uh, casting uh, was was on point, and we'll talk about that later. Um, I loved it. I, I, besides that one little tiny thing, I loved it. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with you. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was epic in scale. I was very impressed by some of the visuals that we that we see in this episode and the scale of of one of those um things in particular that we'll talk about without spoiling anything. Um, and I just loved how it deepened the mythology, even of the original trilogy, even more, I think, and especially a new hope. 
Um, and we get a lot of tie-ins. We get a lot of nice nods and references to A New Hope and, and, and everything. And so I thought that was, I, I thought that was just really awesome stuff. And, and even some ties to, you know, prequel trilogy stuff as well. So it, it was really cool to see that. And I, I, you know, just like you, I, I enjoyed it. I might have like a minor nitpick or two to talk about. So, um, at this point, I think we're going to just go ahead and go into spoiler territory because we're going to talk about all the Easter eggs that we noticed or those kind of nods and references to other Star Wars works. To stay spoiler free, fast forward to 42 minutes, 54 seconds. All right, so let's dive into some of these Easter eggs. Um, one of the first things I noticed in this episode, Adam, and if you have anything that I didn't have in the notes, um, feel free to chime in. I added but, some. Okay. Um, the, the graffiti that we see coming into, before we get into where that kind of arena is with that wrestling type ring, mm-hmm. um, we see some graffiti on the walls, and it, it looks to be like, I would say, anti-imperial um graffiti to Seemed my eyes way. yeah i mean i don't know if you notice anything else or if, if it had if you think it has any meaning behind it or other than just kind of surface level but uh i don't i don't know if it has um meaning uh but i know that there are uh i know that people have you know paused and and and, and you know kind of mm-hmm. check that out but um there's things like trooper outfits and droids and things like that on it um but yeah uh, i think uh, i've seen something about grievous being in there Mm. i haven't stopped to to find all that stuff but yeah uh, Yeah. seems like um and, and i don't know if it was i don't know if it had a meaning or a purpose it may uh or if it was just kind of some images from the you know the franchise as a whole Right. So, you know, there there could even be more within in the graffiti itself that, that could be references to things as well. Um, yeah, indeed. And also, um, I mean, you, you know, that now that we're in in spoiler territory, we, we go we find out, you know, that the Mandalorian is he's searching for other Mandalorians, basically, because he thinks that they could link him to the Jedi and return the child to his kind. Um, which he believes to be the Jedi. And we learn that he needs to go back to Tatooine um, because um, the character Gore that he Koresh. confronts in... What was it again? Gore Koresh. Gore Koresh mm-hmm. um, tells him that he's seen a man, he knows of a Mandalorian that's on Tatooine. So we, we find out we're going back yeah, to Tatooine. First of all, that, that scene with Gore, that, that's Favreau's character. And that's just okay. so godfather <laughs> that scene yeah yeah you know yeah uh and then sure. it totally once we get to tatooine tatooine it totally changes it's pure western from there on out but, oh yeah yeah but that scene yeah. with the fighting you know with, with the fights and stuff that is just so <laughs> gore koresh is just a mob boss you know yeah I, and I thought that i thought that was an excellent opening scene and excellent action there in the beginning and mando really and i mentioned this he kind of to me feels like the dark knight in a lot of ways he feels like batman to me 
um, you know, the way he fights, the way he interrogates, um, you know, it's, it's very Batman esque. And I, and I love that. Um, so and actually I, that, I misspoke that was, I, that wasn't John Favre. That was, uh, John Leguizamo. Okay. I'm not, I don't think I'm saying his name right, but that was John Leguizamo. Yeah, I believe that he was in the Netflix series. It wasn't a Netflix series, but it's on Netflix now. Um, Waco, I think he okay. was in that. Um, but yeah, so once we get to Tatooine, you know, of course we re- revisit that character, that female character that I can never remember her name. Um, <laughs> but we we see that she is in possession of R five, um, which is the the red kind of droid we see in in A New Hope. Basically, they were going to purchase R5, and then it had a bad motivator. Um, so they end up going with R2-D2, of course. Uh, but yeah. it's it seemed like you could see where the kind of damage from the motivator was, or that they, maybe they repaired the motivator, um, which I thought was a nice touch as well. And by the way, that's Amy Sedaris, and she's uh, Peli Motto. Okay. okay, thank you. Yeah. So we get to see you know th- the familiar droid from A New Hope. And then we also find out that there is a crate dragon um that is kind of just terrorizing um this this town and and maybe more of the planet but mainly this area that we spend the most time in in this episode um and we can actually see the bones of one of these crate dragons as well which i think are the same bones that c3po is standing near in a new hope um when we we see him there could be yeah um so i thought that was a, a cool reference and yeah. do you want to do you want to so wait on the yeah we, yeah if, yeah if we're gonna go through the whole episode yeah we can wait on okay the pearl because the pearl is another cool little yeah moment. definitely and and i thought one of the one of the coolest things about this episode is that they pull a character from star wars canon from a novel from aftermath um and they 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 put him into live action and, and that is Cobb Vanth um, who of course we were introduced to in one of the interludes. And I, for whatever reason yesterday, I, I was kind of starting to put pieces together in my mind. And I was like, you know what, I better go back and read this interlude about Cobb Vanth because you know, there were rumors um, that we could be seeing this character maybe even played by, um, is it Timothy? Yeah. And that is exactly what we ended up getting. And I, I thought it was super cool that they mm-hmm. were. I, is this the first, like, I don't know, character from a new Star Wars canon novel that has been brought into live action, as far as you know? If you count Vi Marotti, who's in Galaxy's Edge, then that might be the first. Mm hmm. Because uh, that character was kind of introduced in the Phasma novel. Yeah. And then she ends up in Galaxy's Edge and right. you know, is, is a kind of a main character there. So if, if you count that, then no. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's pretty dang close. Yeah. And I think this is really something I've been wanting to see. I, I've been wanting to see something from an, a character from a novel brought into live action. Um, or even characters from like animated brought into live action. So I'm hoping we'll get to see that too. And if this is any indication, um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of connections to to other Canon materials. Um, Any other thoughts about 
Cobb Vance. A Banth lot of any, thoughts about Cobb yeah. Vance because this is that was he, that was a character that I kind of was at the end of chapter five that I was like, what if that you know, what if they made that Cobb Vance? What if that mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. walking up to to um, Fennec Shand's body or maybe body, uh, you know, right. what what if they made that Cobb Vance? You know, because it kind of. Yeah made sense you know called vance in the novel fancies himself the sheriff of freetown mm-hmm. i think they call it in there uh yeah and this and this episode's called the marshal so it's kind of like the sheriff type yeah character, and then, i mean you, you know. cast like so i talked a, a little bit before about casting being on point and you cast like timothy oliphant that does all kinds of westerns and, and you know that He's type of character perfect for the role yeah yeah it was perfect it was just mm-hmm. you know yeah as I'm looking at casting rumors and the possibilities here, it just all kind of fell into place that I, you know, I was pretty sure that that, that really could be Cobb Vanth. And then right. when he shows up in the, in, you know, Boba's armor, cause he's wearing Boba's armor. And, um, I, I knew it like I, before he said his name, I was like, yeah, it's Cobb. They did it. That's Cobb Vanth, you know? Yeah. And you know, then he reveals himself and that's who it is. And I was, Jazz, you know, I'm I'm totally excited that that's now happening. You know, it's it's about time to be honest. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it's very exciting that if if you are investing, you know, I, I think the fans have been wanting to feel like their investment is paying off when they read these novels, when they dive deep yeah, into the canon, yeah. and, and it's really starting to pay off now here in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, now, my one nitpick that I have to mention here uh, is Cobb starts giving his backstory a little bit and the backstory does change a little bit from what happens in aftermath you know mainly in aftermath and i'm forgetting the character's name that he meets up with uh he ends up killing that character in order to you know buy the the armor from jawas which you know he he still does uh he still buys armor Mm -hmm. from jawas that part hasn't changed but the way that he you know the manner he goes about it is different um now he there, there's two things. So, for, so I mean, I'm, I'm not like upset by that. It, it, it's a little frustrating, but I'm not upset by that. The thing about that is it would have been very easy to just sidestep that, you know, because he has that line in the cantina that says where he says, you know, I bought it from some Jawas. That mm-hmm. That's enough. You know, I, I think in the show that's enough. And then you don't, you know, you can get the backstory about what happened to Mus Pelgo but you know how he got the armor. He bought it from that some Jawas. That That's what, what I'm saying. saying. Like, that that part of the mm-hmm. flashback, yeah, because uh, yeah. because he kind of weaves that story into what happened to Mos Pelgo. Yeah. Um. So, so you know the flashback is fine, but I think it would have been it would have just side sidestepped a bit of an issue if you just kind of focused on the Mos Pelgo history and not yeah. so much the armor history. So the other thing about this is. The story he tells in the show kind of paints him in a better light than murdering someone to buy the armor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a headcanon way to explain that away, you know, he might just not want to admit that he murdered a guy <laughs> to buy right. the armor. Uh, so it, it can fit. Uh, yeah. It, 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 there's a little dancing that has to go on and that's a little frustrating for me, but, uh, it can fit. 
Yeah. Now I'll say for me, I, you know, I kind of have a, I guess a, a different point of view on this one just because it didn't bother me at all. I mean, uh, you know, it's, and I'm more of a, everybody knows probably that I'm more of a movie and TV guy than I am a book guy. Um, so, you know, I, I understand there's a lot of times when whatever's on screen is going to be different a little bit. Sometimes there's going to be omissions. I saw this as being kind of a, a similar omission as, you know, something when you're making a Harry Potter movie and you leave certain things out um, just because it takes more time to show it on screen than, um, than maybe you want to have. But yeah, I mean, the, the flashback scene, maybe we just could have done without that. Like you said, I think you had yeah. a good way of. It's just frustrating that that story is established, that that part of the story is established, yeah. and this seems to contradict that. And it's just, right. it's, it's not a big deal for me. I'm not, I wasn't upset mm -hmm. by it, um, but it was pretty obvious uh, for me. And it's just frustrating. You know, it, it's messier yeah. than it has to be. Right. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I think we can both agree that we definitely love the introduction of this character to the show. Oh, yeah. And I, I want to see him back. I hope that's not the only time we see him. Yeah. You know, they, mm -hmm. they mentioned they hope their paths cross again. I hope that happens. Yeah, uh, so. The other little minor nitpick I had and was with the visuals when he's wandering through the desert just before he falls over and the sand crawler fall, finds him. Mm -hmm. That scene looks just a little plasticky and I don't know what it is. Yeah, you know, it doesn't look quite right. And I don't know if it's like over CG or something. I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. but it just doesn't look quite right. I don't know. Yeah, I had the same issue, Adam, where, where certain things just didn't. Sometimes there's certain things with, I think with the volume and with, other, you know, backgrounds, certain things just sometimes don't look quite right to me. And it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, my only other nitpick would just be the fact that while I love Timothy Oliphant in this role, and I think it's fantastic, sometimes it's hard for me when there's a well more well-known actor to be in a Star Wars movie or show because... I, I kind of like the unknowns being in Star Wars, you know, because you feel more immersed. You don't feel like, oh, okay, I've seen this actor in a major movie before. You know what I mean? Um, but that's just a very minor nitpick because I absolutely love him in this role. Um, it just is one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, that's him. That's him. That's that guy that I've seen in, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's pretty unavoidable when you're yeah. talking about casting. Yeah, that doesn't bother me as much, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, those would have been my only minor nitpicks, just the the visuals at times looking a little bit off, and then just that. Yeah, that so cast. speaking of knowing that guy from that thing, <laughs> the next part up that we can really talk about is the ending, right? Yeah, I mean, I think before we get to that, though. Oh, um, I want to get to that. Let's let's wait on that well, just a minute. Let's put it in that just for a second because okay. that's going to be a good right. way to end it. Um, All right. All right. We did we did see in one of the scenes as you know, and Mando kind of takes the uh, like the land speeder to where yeah. he wants to go, or not yeah. the land speeder? Is it or is yeah. it? Yeah, uh, well, it, it's the speeder What's bike. It called? It, speeder bike. Speeder bike. Yeah. He takes the speeder bike and then. Who was that Cobb. other character? That, was it Cobb Vanth that was yeah, on? Yeah, it's Cobb Vanth that he's riding with. Yeah, they're riding okay. out. Yeah, they're riding out to it, to find the to, to see where this uh, crate dragon is holed up. Right. 
and he's on a pod racer like, engine. Like a pod racer. At least there was a pod racer engine um, attached to whatever speeder he was on. Um, and that was a very cool reference to, of course, episode one, the Phantom Menace. I, so I wanted to am of the belief that that was Anakin's engine. People were saying that. Yeah, I, I, I haven't it watched it tw- so twice close yet, so. to it. And I don't know the point of making something look that close to it when so many other pod racer engines look so different. I don't yeah. know the point of making that one look that way if that's right. not the conclusion that we're supposed to jump to, you know? Yeah, that very well could be. Um, and you know what? I'm I'm gonna have to save this character uh, reveal for even even a little bit later, just to <laughs> string you along a little bit more. Um, we talked about a couple of the nitpicks and a couple of the low points of this episode. What were your high points of this episode? I mean, I, one thing that you Everything mentioned else. that. I, yeah. honestly everything else because just my little nitpicks there that i mentioned the the Cobb van thing and a little mm-hmm. bit of the imagery everything else is a high point okay. you know okay. it, yeah i mean one thing you mentioned earlier adam was the fact that this is a western this episode in particular oh, yeah. is very much a western it has yeah. those western tropes aside from the mm-hmm. you know the beginning sequence you know, basically the gunslinger that goes into this town that there's this something going on in this town. Uh, yeah, and um, even parts of that opening you know, the sequence, sheriff character, and you know, kind of yeah. look westerny. You know, as he's the right, first right. scene that we get, you know, where he's walking towards the camera in the dark, and you know, you just see the armor. And he's got to find the guy who knows the guy of where he <laughs> needs to go. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I mean, even that, yeah. has, like the town itself, when he's out in the town itself, feels like a almost like a western part. And then you know, he yeah. goes in, and, and it's, it's pure gangster. <laughs> but right, the, the, right. it's like everything right. else does feel very western in this. Yeah, and of course, there are a lot of familiar things in this episode. There are a lot mm-hmm. of familiar tropes and everything, but it, it's it all looks and sounds a little bit different from what you're used to. Um, yeah. which, which makes it very cool. And and I really want, and we're going to get into like some of the mythology stuff in a, a later episode, um, of both the Mandalorian and the original trilogy. So we can dive deeper into those things then. Um, I thought one of my high points of this episode was how the Mando, how Mando takes out the crate dragon. I thought it was just a very cool, epic action scene when, both yeah, he I, and I Cobb can't Vance. get out of my head that that's just basically men in black. <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know, taking the, uh, again, it's the, familiar, but it's different to get the gun. It's yeah. right. <laughs> Feels like men in black to me. But I loved the shot of like Cobb Vanth and the Mandalorian both going up with their jetpacks oh, and trying yeah. to take out this creature. I just thought the visuals were like the visuals film, film level quality. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the crate dragon looks incredible. Every, yeah, every second, incredible. The, yeah. every second, the crate, the crate dragons on the screen just looks amazing. It is amazing. It's so well done. Um, yeah. So that was definitely a, a high point for me. And yeah, I mean, so let's, let's go ahead now and talk about, the final reveal, you know, in the, in the last couple seconds of the show, we, we, we were thinking the whole time, okay, Boba Fett's dead. You know, Cobb Vanth has his armor. At least that's what I was thinking. So that story's resolved. You know, we, they're not going to touch the Boba Fett thing. That's, that's what I was thinking, you know, like, okay. okay. Just, I wasn't not, actually thinking that because I mean, the, I armor, the armor had to get out somehow, you know? Right. Right. So I, I thought maybe just the Sarlacc, Bit the armor out because he didn't like just the a taste little of indigestion. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, and I, I've been thinking that since Aftermath. You know, the armor's out, mm-hmm. so it's conceivable that Boba Fett's out somewhere, you know? Sure. So, um, but, I, I but wasn't thrown yeah. off that trail just yet. But. Okay. So, anyway, in the, the last couple seconds, we see the reveal of... We see Tamora Morrison, who, mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, played Jango Fett in the prequels. Mm-hmm. And he... Did he do the... He played the clones in the prequels clones. as well. Yeah. Um, and so we see him here seemingly returning as Boba Fett. Um, you know, Seems there were like thoughts of, there were thoughts about him maybe being Rex. Um, maybe that still happens. I don't know. Good. Or maybe he maybe he's playing Boba Fett here. And you know, it just it seems could like be that playing was both. Boba Fett. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So he, any he could... any thoughts about this major? Reveal? I'm still not so jazzed about Boba Fett being back. Uh, I don't know what you do with him. I don't know I, what you I, do with that character. I don't know. I don't know if he leads Mando somewhere. You know, if right. you know, maybe Boba Fett knows of someone. You Does know, he maybe... get his armor back? Adam, do you think Boba Fett gets yeah. his armor back? Yeah, and puts it on again. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Yeah, I, and maybe he has, I, maybe I he has a that. proper maybe he has a proper death in this series, as opposed to how would that how would that be if they brought him back to to kill him? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I'm curious to see what Phasma. happens. But I just don't know how that much was, there that is would to cement do. his legacy as Phasma of the of the original yeah, trilogy. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Hopefully they won't they won't do that. But I I, I don't know I, I don't know if I mean I've been thinking about this a little bit I don't know if they mm-hmm. bring if if they make him the guy that like you said the guy that knows the guy so maybe he yeah. leads Mando somewhere right to find real Mandalorians um I don't know uh, maybe Boba ar- earns his armor from Mando mm-hmm. you know maybe something has to happen there maybe you know Boba has to do something to get that armor back right. Um, you know, maybe I don't know. You know, right right now. The other thing I was thinking, Mando and Child are a clan of two. What if they become a clan of three? I don't know. Yeah, you never know. You know? We'll see. So, I'm I'm wondering if the next episode's gonna pick up like right there on. Did he leave Tatooine? I forget. I think he left. Uh, not yet. No, no not at the end. No, we just see him on the speeder bike crossing the desert. Okay, and then. Uh, what I guess is Boba, you know, sees them riding in the turnaround. So yeah, so I wonder if this like picks up right after that, or if it's if there's some time. I would them. imagine it picks up right after it. It seems yeah. like these are. It seems like this is one story, especially mm-hmm. going between seasons with, you know, really hardly any time lost, if anything. Right. Uh, it, it seems like this is all going to be, at least for now, it's all going to be like yeah. sequential. We'll see in just a week. Um, and so, Adam, if you had to give an overall score to this episode, what would it be? Out of 10. Um, you can do half eight. points, too. Hi, eight. Eight. Yeah. Uh, maybe I, maybe I, not, I, like, like right on the like 89. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was probably like an 8.5. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it's up there. But I think I need and to watch that it was again. 80, to that was an 89 out of 100. 89 out of 100. Gotcha. Not, <laughs> not 89 out of 100. Yeah. No, yeah, nine out of ten. Yeah, I took your ten point scale and blew <laughs> that out. Gotcha. Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. We are recording this on Halloween night. Yes. The 
creepy crawlies are out in full force. They are. There's a full moon on this Halloween. How about that? That's yeah, rare. yeah, that is rare. I was reading something about you know the full moon along. It's like close to Mars or something like that. Like uh, from our viewpoint, at least, uh, which mm-hmm. is very rare. So yeah, there's all kinds of crazy, spooky stuff going on tonight. Um, yeah, I was taking a look. It just it looks like like I man, it's very bright and you can make yeah. out like a lot of the craters and everything. It's yeah. very detailed it's it's a pretty cool site if you get to check it out it's a very cool halloween moon uh Mm -hmm. but you know star wars we've talked about before is kind of for kids yeah you know that's the main demographic and there's a lot of stuff in there that we as adults can still latch on to and have fun with but you know it's it's not all lighthearted. there's some times where it can get Pretty uh, pretty spooky, pretty scary sometimes even. And we want to take a moment on Halloween to talk about some of our favorite scary moments in Star Wars. Yeah, I'm excited S- about this conversation. Me too. And uh, to kick this one off, I'm going to start off actually with this. You will go no further. Stand aside. No, he was right about you. Who? What? Jedi are thieves and selfish liars who bring nothing but death. Back off. If you attack me again, I'll strike you down. Oh, I won't do a thing. But my murdered sisters. They will have their revenge. Night sisters. Yeah, probably yeah. my favorite spooky, crazy, scary thing in Star Wars. Um, was that from Fallen Order? Yeah, that was from Fallen Order. That was Marin, the Night Sister that Cal meets up with on Dathomir, and uh, you know, for for as scary and and macabre, I think as Night Sisters are in general, you know, with you know Mother Tals and and their witches practicing dark magic and and all this other stuff, you know. In Fallen Order, it's like another level scary uh, because these are all murdered. You know, like she says, these are her murdered sisters. They are basically zombies. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I dreaded going to that planet every time I had to go to that planet. It like, was I did scary. Not like I it. mean, you walk around <laughs> corners, they would just jump. Scary. They would just jump out at you, and it, you mm. know, it's these. It, it's literally like zombie night sisters, <laughs> yep. and it's. It's spooky. <laughs> you know, Dathomir in Fallen Order is scary. Uh, Night Sisters and Clone Wars can be very creepy. Uh, I I love the Night Sisters, but like I'm I'm not joking. They they can they can make the skin crawl sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I was I was trying to avoid them at all costs in in Fallen Order, at least. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you. So yeah, that, that's my first one, Night Sisters. That's mm-hmm. my probably it's my good, favorite. It's a good one to start with, yeah. Because yeah. it's very different for Star Wars, you know. I think it's very unique to um, have something like that show up in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then you I mean you get into some stuff where you know they're you know kind of bringing Maul back, you know, not dead, mm-hmm. not from the dead, but you know, not that type of thing. But you know, they're bringing him back to his former self, doing all the rituals and all that stuff and it's just it's right. a dark you know it's a, it's a yeah, dark yeah 
for sure. What about you? You want to kind of trade off here? Yeah, I mean, I think I think for me, um, the, the first thing I think of is the Darth Vader hallway scene in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I just, you know, that that is terrifying because it, it just the hallway goes dark basically, and then you you just and the noises that are going on, and there's like these sirens going off and these alarms, and and then you know you see that red lightsaber ignite and that's all you see basically and then you see vader's silhouette and he's coming at them they're trying to escape he he's like just hunting them down chopping them up left and right using the force throwing them this way and that um yeah it's a pretty it was a pretty scary moment yeah it is it, it that movie just, just went to horror in like you know mm-hmm. in like two seconds flat it was like yeah <laughs> you know yeah. uh from the war movie that it is straight into the hallway scene just mm-hmm. you know that's just vader at his I, on film that's vader at his most terrifying agreed agreed I, I think i always wanted to see that kind of side of vader um yeah cutting people down with his lightsaber and using the force in that way and everything i, I think that was it was pretty yeah pretty uh poignant moment i'll say yeah, no, I, I agree, and uh, I'm going to come back to Vader a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, we'll just talk about it real quick, but Rebels, I think, does great with Vader, uh, specifically, because uh, he is powerful in Rebels, you know, and I just watched The Twilight of the Apprentice today, again, uh, with you know Vader and Ahsoka, and he is dark as ever in in twilight of the apprentice but then you know when um kanan and ezra first meet him you know all they can do is run because he's just so powerful they feel Mm -hmm. the coldness from him it's just so well done uh but yeah yeah between between those moments in rebels and rogue one is the best of vader i think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep can't argue with that uh, the next one I had is actually the Mand- Mandalorian um, and season one, you know, episode six, the prisoner or chapter six. Um, it just, it turns into alien real quick, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because we're on that, we're on that Republic, uh, like prisoner ship. And, mm-hmm. you know, when the sirens start going off, everything goes red, you know, we're kind of like, creeping through these hallways it definitely has that alien feel yeah uh it it gets it gets a little creepy pretty quick and um i actually i like that episode it jumps into kind of a different genre you know yeah it really Um, does yeah and then i mean you're getting away from you have you got the you got the deveronian there (laughs) which Mm -hmm. you know the way that, that that species looks is immediately scary uh, yeah. you have you have the Twi'leks, and you know they are, um, <laughs> they're both played very creepily. You know, it, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like not what of, I imagined. Yeah, it's really. not kind of like Twi'leks um, that we've no. seen before. These are like menacing, right. uh, evil kind <laughs> kind of mm. you know characters, and uh, you you mix those with with like I said the Deveronian, and then the creeping and the red lights and the space station type thing. And it's, it's, 
Yeah, it feels a lot like a horror movie, like a alien yeah. type thing, like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, what you got? Um I know I know we're coming up on Palpatine here. So so yeah. I guess I'll throw I'll, I'll throw Let's my own it. Palpatine moment out okay. there. It's a little bit different from yours, but I I'm going to go Revenge of the Sith. Um, I was just, I was thinking about it. When when he's transforming really mm-hmm. into the Palpatine that we know, unlimited power, you know, that whole thing and he's just he just, you know, force lightnings the heck out of uh, Mace Windu. <laughs> um, you know, that whole scene know. is chilling even after he's yeah. kind of melted or whatever. Yeah. And his uh, voice is like changing and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, it, you know, even Anakin rise. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> like as he, that whole Anakin devoting himself scene mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of is dark and yeah, it, 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 it gets this response out of me every time. And it's like, it, like, it's not fear. It's like, it's uncomfortable, you know? But yeah, Palpatine. Yeah. Since it's a perfect lead-in for me because uh, I ha- I have to mention the Rise of Skywalker here because mm-hmm. Palpatine and the Rise of Skywalker is just scary. You know, it's probably the one time in the movies that I think is maybe just not for kids. You know, right? <laughs> uh, because yeah. Palpatine at this point is literally an undead clone, and he is his body is falling apart. Is decaying. Exegol on its own, the atmosphere, you know, with the lightning, and then you have the sound, you know, those screeching sounds all the time. Uh, you're in this huge cave with these monolithic statues, and then you have the cultists all around you. The whole thing is just creepy as all get out. <laughs> yeah, it is. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's definitely dark and and scary elements and you know kind of like the sort of the strobe lighting effects as well yeah yeah (laughs) definitely right and i know there was a a warning before the movie you know about like epilepsy and seizures and stuff like that so yeah i mean it definitely good merit yeah 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 so yeah palpatine has his own lion's share of scary creepy moments but those two i think that those are two good choices i'm glad you i'm mm-hmm. glad you mentioned episode three because I, I was really thinking about putting that on there yeah i knew you had a palpatine moment but i wanted mm-hmm. to go back to the prequels with mine like and it. and you know and kind of in that same vein we're talking about the sequel trilogy villain um i'm gonna throw snoke in there in the last jedi mm-hmm. um the initial scene where we see um Kylo Ren kind of walking into the throne room and mm-hmm. and Snoke's talking to him about his wound and he he's like he's kind of talking to him in this reasonable way at first and that but yeah, it just gets yeah. darker and darker and scarier and scarier and he's like confronting him and he basically starts yelling at him like you know um Skywalker lives you know and there's just a sharpness to his voice I think and then and he hits Kylo with that with that little bit of force lightning um I think that was just a little startling and kind of a scary moment where we see the intensity of of Snoke in that moment you know yeah so I had to throw that one out there as well yeah for sure and uh I'm gonna go back to Clone Wars for my next one and I'm gonna do kind of a two for here because I'm gonna do uh the the Lost Missions the sixth season uh, episodes 12 and 13, Destiny and Sacrifice, are two crazy 
weird, <laughs> scary mm-hmm. episodes. Uh, this is kind of a Zyota's learning from Qui-Gon or Qui-Gon spirit, uh, you know, about, um, you know, the greater force, the cosmic force and, you know, becoming one uh, with the force and that type of stuff. But he doesn't just get it for free because, you know, he's traveling to these planets. He goes to this force planet, uh, meets these priestesses, but the, the priestesses on their own are really creepy. Um, yeah. You know, they have the the faces that they have are almost kind of like those you know those uh, theater faces the smiling and the and the frowning. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of like faces. That, yeah. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that. They're just painted with one expression, and um, you know, just the way they look and the way they talk and that type of stuff or communicate, mm-hmm. not really even talk, um, is scary in its own. But then you throw in. A dark side Yoda, a shadow Yoda, <laughs> uh, that yeah. does battle with regular Yoda. Mm-hmm. Then you throw in Moraband uh, with Darth Bane, with the, the ghost of Darth Bane. Yeah, there's some uh, scary imagery these, in there. It, those two episodes, I love those two episodes with all my mm-hmm. heart, but they yeah, are, they, they can yeah. get creepy. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, you know, I guess if I'm going to throw one more out there just for that was in my mind. Um, I'm going to come back to Vader again. I, I think for me, some of the scarier moments involve Vader for me. Um, yeah. I just think he's such a, such an intimidating, scary villain. And I'm going to go to empire strikes back. Um, and just the, the scene between he and Luke towards the end, their, their lightsaber duel and everything. There's a moment where I think Vader's just like, okay, this is enough. I'm not messing around anymore. <laughs> and he just starts using the force to like hurl objects at Luke. And he like mm-hmm. breaks that window open with one of them. And he just, it, he's just standing there just like intimidating and um, just launching these things at him with the force. And I think that was just kind of a, a scarier, like more serious, like, okay, Vader means business right now. Um, so I remember seeing that as a kid and being pretty frightened by that. But yeah. but also, even before that, one of the most shocking moments for me, and I think I've said this before, and scariest moments for me was when Han shows up on Bespin, Han and Leia, and Lando invites them, you know, for a refreshment. And the, and the door opens and Bader's there and he's just standing there. And I was like yeah. shocked by that. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, Vader and Empire, um, very scary. Yeah, and uh, you know, those aren't the only scary moments. So, uh, throwing out a couple other like quick hits here, Wampa attack uh, at the beginning mm. of Empire. You know, you mentioned Empire a few times, so you have the Wampa yeah. attack at the beginning of that, and not just the attack, but then the cave afterwards, you know, gnawing on the <laughs> uh, yeah. on the bones, and the thing is just dripping with blood, and right, right. You know, Luke cuts its arm off and more blood. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like uh, a monster movie type moment. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rancor Pit, you know, both with yeah. uh, uh, Ula, the, the Twi'lek, and then with Luke later, you know, mm-hmm. uh, escaping that monster. For sure. Uh, we already mentioned a little bit of Night Sisters with, with uh, Maul, but the Spider Maul. You know, when Spider we first Maul. see Spider Maul, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where he, he's like literally nuts, but not only is he nuts, he's actually got spider legs. <laughs> Mechanical spider, spider Maul, legs. Spider Maul does whatever a Spider Maul can. Is that how it goes? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Dinoga and uh, and A New Hope is uh, interesting. Like I tried to stay away from like uh, exciting moments, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of get your heart racing. But the Dinoga is a little different because I mean that thing is it's underwater and it's lurking under there, is yeah. dragging Luke under. First of all. That's garbage water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have so, a little thing with germs. And that scene, in <laughs> Yeah, well, that scene for me is terrifying because I just have a little thing with germs and garbage yeah, like, on, on uh, my own. And you know, I just it. don't like to touch it. I don't like anything about mm-hmm. it. And then, you know, Luke's getting drugged underneath <laughs> garbage yeah. water. Yeah, so. That's hard to watch. I'm not a huge fan of that scene for that yeah, reason. No. Uh, Clone Wars has another one that's actually called legacy of terror <laughs> season two episode well, there, seven there you go uh with the brain worms do you remember the brain worms yeah they, yeah they i like, do yeah they were like i think they went in through the nose if i remember right uh-huh. they always do all those kind of like star trek but star trek had the earworm things that went in through the oh ear. yeah 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 and then i was thinking uh, matrix the thing goes the, the, into neo's right, belly button right, right. yeah man that stuff <laughs> creeps me out i, I yeah. hate that stuff so, yeah, yeah but the brain worms went in and then you kind of took over your brain and you you know turn mm-hmm. into you know whatever um so you know clone wars wasn't afraid to do that type of stuff but that was cool yep for sure um i also threw out and i want uh, a question on twitter and you want to see what everyone else thought yeah. And I'm going to play this moment for uh, Drew Stapp that responded on Twitter because this okay. is what he chose. Yeah. You will be. You will be. And of course, before that, Luke says, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Yeah, you but, will be. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, a, that's a good moment. moment. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. is a creepy moment. I mean, Yoda's mm. voice changes a little bit. You know, it's not the normal Yoda. It's deeper, and it's the way he says that is is creepy. It's it's creepy as heck. I do love the darkness of Empire Strikes Back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I I love Agreed. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, the, I think the last one I have to mention, kind of like a quick hit, is. I want to talk about a little bit of uh, just some legends and actually our friends over at nerd herder responded with one too. Uh, they mm-hmm. said that they're particularly fond of the death troopers novel, which is actually a legends book. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, not the death troopers that we're familiar with from rogue one. Uh, but if you look at the cover of this book, you'll kind of see why, because it's uh, you know, kind of a stormtrooper helmet that's kind of beaten and, and, you know, marked up. And if you thought Finn had some blood on his helmet in Force Awakens, <laughs> this takes it to a little bit of a different level. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah if, you, if, if you Google out the Death Troopers, the, Google the Death Troopers novel and take a look at that cover, you'll see you'll see why that's a you know scary Star Wars moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Old Republic and Ancient Sith, you know, they, they got into some dark stuff as well there, and I. You know the whole thing with with Malik and and Revan and all that stuff. It just it just gets dark, and they're not really afraid. I think in the Old Republic to kind of explore the darkness of the Sith, and you know that yeah. type of thing. Uh, I, I hope started that's reading. I hope that that's we in the can future. explore in the future. You know. Yeah, I started reading this week. Uh, Lost Tribe of the Sith, which is another Legends collection of short stories, uh, mm-hmm. kind of exploring you know the the origins of that. So. Uh, 
I, I love the darkness that, that they go to with the ancient Sith. And like you said, I hope yeah. it's something that we can explore more. Like how cool would it be? And I, and you know, I, I don't, I don't know how far you can take it with a story just about like Sith or just about the dark side or villains, but having a series or a movie that, Oh, you can take it. Just, yeah. They kind of just focused on the Sith from the, you know, the, from the old times, you know, like, mm, yeah, um, yeah. The old old republic and every time and oh, everything. Yeah, i'm sure you um, can get a few seasons out of something like that for sure yeah like i think that'd be really cool to see yeah definitely and then i wanted to mention one more thing from legends just because and this is another character you just google and you can see why this is going to make the list but abeloth from faith of the jet fate of the jedi uh is is female character but when you google that image scary uh it's kind of one of those things that you know, her mouth goes all the way up to her ears and it's all just mm-hmm. short teeth and stuff. Uh, scary as heck. <laughs> yeah. Well, but um, I love the, I love the fact that you can even, you know, have star Wars be part of your Halloween celebration. Yeah. Know? It kind of fits, you know, it kind of yeah. fits everything. You have mm-hmm. not just Halloween, but later few months we'll be talking about life day. <laughs> That's, uh, which that's is a little true. more lighthearted. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, Star Wars doesn't really shy away from Halloween stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so. Pretty cool, pretty cool stuff there. Uh, pretty scary stuff. And, uh, you know, by the time this episode comes out, Halloween will be over. But you can always go back and, you know, give yourself a little, little spook here and there. Yeah, watch these scary moments, and and uh, thank you, uh, by the way, to those who kind of contributed to the conversation here as well. So agree. We, we always appreciate hearing from you guys out there that are listening. I'm just glad you're here. At the end. Thank you again for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed episode 52, Spooky Things in Star Wars, Mandalorian, and News. Uh, We had a blast recording this one, so we hope you enjoyed listening. Remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Uh, And if you're on one like Apple Podcasts that lets you leave a review, go ahead and do that for us. It helps us know what to do better, what to keep doing, and uh, helps us get out in front of more people, too. Next week... Uh, Thursday, as I mentioned before watch parties, we're going to continue those. And what we're going to do on Thursday evenings is we're going to watch the previous week's episode. So Mandalorian Thursday evening, 10 PM Eastern, we're going to watch chapter nine ahead of chapter 10's release on Friday. And that's just going to be a weekly thing for us going forward. So you can count on Thursdays going forward. We're going to watch last week's episode of Mandalorian ahead of the release of the new one on Friday morning. Adam, I really like this idea. I feel, I feel, I'm excited about it. And speaking yes. of Mando rewatches, you know, in between our recording of segments, actually, I, I was able to go <laughs> and, and rewatch um, chapter nine. And I think my score changed a little bit. Um, mm, you know, two I think scores I in one episode. Yes. So I had to bump it up to a nine. Um, okay, you know, I, okay. I just think I appreciated it much more the second time so around. Half and, a point. and that's usually that, that typically happens with me with Star Wars. Like the first time I, I see something Star Wars that's new, I, I don't yeah. quite process it the first yeah. time. because I'm just so like, whoa, this is happening. This is happening. Um, 
but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it the second time around. And I remembered one thing that we didn't get back around to in our earlier discussion was um, what I thought was an egg in the crate dragon. And you mentioned that it was actually, um, did you say it was oh, a the pearl? pearl. Yeah, the pearl. Yeah. yeah. So how does that tie into canon? Because we never got back around to that. It showed up a little bit in canon, and I'd have to go back to Wikipedia and show. You know, I actually had to Google mm-hmm. this thing because I knew it was a reference, but I just didn't know much about it. Uh, it, it does show up a little bit in canon before this, but before that, uh, Legends, it was a, kind of a bigger thing, uh, especially I think in KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it was, you know, it was something that. It, it, it was a rare item that once you you had to kill the crate, crate dragon to get it, and once you could do that, you could actually use it in like weapons or something like that, and then uh, a lightsaber even a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you know that's one of those legends things that they kind of brought back in, not just specifically for this show, but it's really cool that it ended up on this show. That is cool. Because that's just one thing that, you know, they could kill the crate dragon and cut up the meat and then that's it. But they chose to put that in there, you know? Yeah. That's an intentional choice and that's very cool. It is. I'm sure there's a lot of happy fans out there, especially Legends fans. Yeah. So cool. I just wanted to come back around to that. Yeah, definitely. So uh, next Thursday, 10 p.m., uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, Mandalorian, Chapter 9. We're going to watch that in our Discord server, so make sure you're joining the Discord server. Also, next week's show is our anniversary show. We're gonna, It's episode 53. If you know your math at home, there's 52 weeks in a year. That means 53 starts our second year. We're just going to kind of look back on year one and talk a little bit about where year two uh, might be headed. So uh, we're going to have a couple little format changes too. And I don't want to say a whole lot yet, mm-hmm. but we've been working on some things. There's some pretty good friends in there. Too. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we, pretty good friend of ours has done a lot of good work for us. And uh, mm-hmm. we get to show off some, something pretty cool next week. So uh, get excited because I'm very excited for next week to show that off. And uh, yeah. So next week is anniversary. Plus we'll be talking chapter 10 of Mando, you know, of course. Yes. Remember to go to the website from a certain point of view.com. There we have our blog articles, our links to everything you could want to find us on socials, uh, you know, email, everything like that. Every place you can subscribe to our show, you can find it on from a certain point of view.com socials, uh, Instagram is certain POV pod. Twitter is certain POV pod. Facebook is from a certain point of view. Discord server links are in the show notes and on the website. Our email address is certainpovpod at gmail.com and anchor.fm is where we host our episodes. And you can also send us a 60-second voicemail on Anchor that we would love to play in the show. Did we have a spooky Star Wars? Did we not have a spooky Star Wars moment that you love that you love and you just want to let us know? Send us a voicemail. We'd love to play it on the show. Yeah, Remember we definitely might have missed something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we missed a good bit. So, you know, get those voicemails in. We'd love to play those and let everyone know what your favorite spooky Star Wars moment is. Check out red5network.com. That is our home away from home. Uh, we are part of the Red 5 Network. They are family over there. There's a number of just wonderful shows 
on that network, not just about Star Wars, about every everything you can think of, uh, geeky, uh, geeky goodness on the Red Five mm-hmm. Network. So make sure you check that out. You can find me on the internet on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are the Gauze eighty five and Josh. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. That's the best place at Jar Jar seventeen twenty two. And you know, I'd just like to also mention that um, our our YouTube channel is from a certain point of view. So make sure you subscribe to that. And I purposely um, did not put that on the script because you said last week that you like. Thank to see you. It. <laughs> I like talking about it. Um, and we're go- we're actually going to you know put our Mandalorian spoiler reviews um, that we record yeah. from this show separately on the YouTube channel yeah, as we're well. So we'll be looking for that. And we're going to start breaking out segments on, uh, I think uh, as well on YouTube. So, mm-hmm. uh, instead of doing full episodes on YouTube, we're going to break out these segments and do smaller videos. So, yeah. So be looking for that. And thank you so much for joining us today. It was a very exciting episode talking about the star Wars news, of course, reviewing chapter nine of the Mandalorian highly anticipated yeah. chapter. All these scary moments. I'm going to go watch a cuddly care bear cartoon or something. Yeah. I think I'm going to need to watch something funny Ewoks? before bed tonight. Maybe watch so. the Ewok cartoon. Maybe I'll have to check something like that out. So, <laughs> Hey, stay tuned. Um, we'll I'm be ready back. For no more Halloween. I'm always. Yeah, Halloween's over now. <laughs> I'll know. Fif- Good. No, 15 minutes. Um, well, not really, because we set our clocks back, so we got another hour and 15 minutes. That's true. So, a little more <laughs> Halloween left to savor. But anyway, we yeah. hope you enjoyed our Halloween episode and everything we said today was true. From a certain point of view.